Hub Hopper Originals. Episode four of the unofficial VAR, a Hub Hopper Original. Welcome, everyone. I'm your host Prasad Bhutkar, and joining me are my co-hosts Supratim Gupta and Slomo Samuel. Guys, what a week! An action-packed week full of incidents. We have to talk a lot of them. Let me just give our viewers. something that they can expect on the episode starting with the famous kepa sari incident from the weekend yes manchester city win the first trophy of the season on penalties but which was overshadowed by the goalkeeper being uh, not ready to come off refusing to come off then you we have a united liverpool nil nil draw to discuss a united side which had a lot of injuries and a toothless liverpool side that doesn't look like a title winning side for them at the moment We also have Lionel Messi with his 50th hat trick, a 50th career hat trick, carrying the Barcelona side past Sevilla. Uh, VAR in favor of Real Madrid, Inter Milan, and Spalletti fuming. The Bundesliga title race is so good; it's uh, catching. Bayern are catching up. Dortmund have beat Leverkusen, and we also have Chelsea, Tottenham, and the El Clasico to preview. Have you? Hi, everyone. This is your host Prasad Budkar once again. Supro Shlomo, what and what a week and what a weekend, Supro. The Chelsea, uh, Kepa and Sari incident is where ev- the world is talking. Yeah. Can you take our viewers and listeners through the incident? Yeah, well, in my time as an Arsenal fan, I haven't seen anything like that ever. Like I've seen my team go to a stadium and concede eight goals. I've seen a lot of shit, but I haven't seen like. An incident like this, where the player openly refuses to acknowledge his manager's decision, and it also seemed at the mo- at the time that maybe the situation was a bit overblown, given the fact that uh, the misunderstanding stemmed from the fact that uh, uh, Sari thought that uh, Kepa was maybe injured, but Kepa, and that is why he wanted to make the change. While there was also a confusion whether that whether. Sari wanted to bring Cavalera on because he is very good in saying penalties compared to Kepa. And you know, to be to interrupt you there, Cavalero, Cavalero, ex City guy might be knowing a, b- a bit of City's antics or the tactics or where the players go. Also, uh, Kepa was down in the uh, injury time. In sorry, in overtime yeah. he was down. So I think that kind of uh, prompted Sari to make the change. Also, uh, you know, then there were two. Incidents where Kepa refused to come off. He was he repeatedly said no, no. Do you think he should have gone to the touchline and uh, done that, or you know, uh, was he really injured? By the way. Yeah, but the thing is, when Kepa went down, he was catching his hamstring. Yeah. So it seemed like that he was actually injured, and you know, Sari was right in bringing on Cavalero for him, but. I don't think so. As the batters would have helped if he had gone to the touchline, because that would have, that would mean that Chelsea were wasting time, and that could have complicated the situation for them. Maybe the referee would have sent off uh, Kepa hmm. for all the play uh, for time wasting and everything. So hmm. yeah, it overshadowed the as you said, it overshadowed the performance because Chelsea were really good throughout the game, and now Chelsea have to you know deal with the situation yeah. where. the players are openly defying the managers the under fire manager delivered an almost a tactical uh, masterclass you can say like 6 nil a fortnight ago and then to come back and do this 
well they held kante uh, was brilliant everyone was emerson started instead of marcus alonso mm-hmm. i think which prompts sari that you know he is the man to start now if marcus alonso is not in form but there's one more thing i want your view on and that is sari doing what he did after kepa refused to come off could he have dealt with that in a better way wow and that reaction was something else throwing his papers into the chair and he seems like he was walking out of the job at the moment rather than you know leaving the stadium that got kind of, that was kind of a like yeah. kind of a signal that yeah i am done with this shit absolutely i'm absolutely done these players are not listening to me what's the point in staying here if you if you won't allow to you know put my work into practice but yeah, sari has to realize that this is first major job in europe since napoli like the biggest job he has had in his career and these are uh, when you join the one of the biggest clubs in the world these are some of the things that come along in the way and he has to show some character over here he has to deal with it because if he quits this job then his reputation will take a beating also why didn't sari then just settle for a no shouldn't he have uh, ensured that kepa came off has he lost the dressing room now is that a message that he has lost the dressing room i know they have put out tweets and they have they are well past it but yeah. just a question a curious question if someone asks has maurizio sari lost the dressing room well the players came out and said that especially david luiz that he said to kepa that you have to respect the manager's decision so please go out and get substituted while the captain asfully kerta he didn't bother to interfere in that situation exactly. he should have been the one who should have said to kepa to yeah. the manager it is respect of what you think yeah so i think there's a lack of leadership in the squad hmm. definitely for sure and you could see that at the end of the game it was rudriga who was you know preventing uh, <laughs> sari yeah holding back sari correct to, you know have a confrontation with kepa so there's a there's a clear lack of leadership the captain is very passive and i don't think yet he has lost the dressing room but it's a sign that player power is at its absolute peak actually. absolutely absolutely player power i also think it's a major question of culture at the club you mm-hmm. uh, we are saying leadership but if you see the larger perspective it mm-hmm. is also the culture at a club if hmm. if this was alex ferguson's uh, uh, united or a very very if or even uh, allegri at uh, juventus right now this uh, uh, we would never see like some leadership because the players uh, 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 respect the manager and also respect the club supro also in uh, previous episodes on the unofficial we are uh, uh, has said that chelsea have a myopic vision and i think this this, this has just shown the uh, myopic vision of chelsea and how they 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 just want to win trophies but they don't want to build a proper culture a proper footballing a, a legacy or or a history which in england a uh, manchester united or an arsenal have over the past 20 years i think that's what's mm-hmm. the situation also saying at large mm. and uh, supro that's a point well made also if it was alex ferguson's uh, uh, the manager on the touchline i think kepa would have been shipped off the next day <laughs> sent <laughs> home yeah. if it was granary gattuso and if it was somebody like allegri they would squash his balls on the field and then make sure the final went ahead yeah, yeah. but yeah, the uh, problem is that kepa is their highest paid transfer uh, transfer for chelsea yeah so but you know if you uh, freeze him out of the squad then that sends a very bad message absolutely absolutely supro so uh, do you think that he just took advantage because chelsea now can't do transfer yeah because tra- of, yeah, of of I the two so. bands I yeah so. he knows that even if he you know doesn't uh, agreed with sari and he doesn't come off the pitch he will surely face some sort of punishment which he did he got over a week's wages absolutely fined 
but he knows that now since uh, chelsea cannot make any transfer for the next two windows they cannot ship him out and the <laughs> backup keeper is really as 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 good as kepa so <laughs> so also there's one more question that's in my mind um you know in relation to kepa to pro uh, is that um, what happens now there were some statements made by the club today morning or there was some post match things that were made from i have sari and kepa decided to put this behind them well according to the chelsea official statement kepa says that there was a misunderstanding with sari and hence he has apologized for it to the players to the fans to the manager himself and he also said that he was ready to accept any form of punishment that the club gave and even sari put the misunderstanding behind but it seemed like sari knows that at this moment he cannot you know go to 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 with one of the most key players in this squad a player that cost chelsea more than any other player <laughs> so he, i think he played it pretty smart mm. at the moment he is not in the position where he, where he can say that it it is either the players or it is me because the chelsea club will clearly sack him and they will appoint any other manager <coughs> so for the sake of his own career and for the sake of his own reputation i think it, it was very smart of uh, sari to you know put the situation behind that uh, uh, you know treat the treat the incident as if it was a misunderstanding and now chelsea have a bigger picture to face that is to qualify for the champions league absolutely they face tottenham this uh, th- wednesday night at wembley and it's going to be one hell of a match well supro also and slomo um that's all about the sari and kepa incident we've discussed it at length that's all that we the questions that were asked to us uh i hope the listeners are satisfied with the answers and uh that's all from this part but let's now head our go to old trafford slomo for a toothless uh spineless draw from a liverpool toothless liverpool side who could not yeah. take advantage of a united side that had so many injuries i think all the three substitutions were made first half. yeah in the so, first half um that uh, all the three substitutions of united in the first half it it was the first time since january 2015 when burnley did it back then when they used all the subs back in january 2015 so the game i expected to be much more entertaining and much more expansive in uh, terms of play i thought uh, chelsea versus uh, manchester city will be a walkover but this turned out to be like boring like really really <laughs> boring and um, i was surprised at how uh, rashford was continuing to play he got a knock, knock. in the first half itself mm. in the first uh, 15 minutes itself and he continued for the whole game and i felt uh, united were playing with at least 10 men with him on the pitch there was really no one there, there wasn't much happening in the game and uh, uh, liverpool i think like the 2008-9 season are continuing to accumulate draws in the second half of the season like they drew versus uh, versus west ham 0-0 on the 4th of feb yeah this is and uh, this is their second draw now in uh, february and this i think will cost them the league in in the coming months and uh, what was happening was that even uh, liverpool had like a lot and lot of chances milner had the space of old trafford on the right to cross but he couldn't really successfully convert the uh, those crosses sala very very smartly was uh, going close to uh, luke shaw and luke shaw was marking him hence there was with uh, rashford not really uh, fully match fit uh, milner had a lot of space and he couldn't really take his chances and uh, convert Uh, and put in crosses for uh, 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 for Mino, who was also substituted uh, for Sturridge in in the first half itself. 
and uh, but yeah uh, through and through the game was kind of boring there wasn't much initiative taken from both teams uh, uh, during the game yeah super there were two there are two things that i want to ask you on this and that is that um uh, mohammed salah d- uh, a sorry performance from mohammed salah also let's after before we come to that let's just have your take on you know um the injuries at man united you know mm-hmm. lingard was injured lingard and marshall are half fit lingard was still in the squad and now ander herrera surprisingly went down i think so he was substituted but do you think it was uh, not a, it was not, it was a dubious or a eyebrow raising decision f- from ole to bring on lingard who was already uh, half fit and that kind of you know led to a forced substitution again Yeah, it's a surprise that he brought on Lingard because Lingard himself was injured for quite some time. I think with an hamstring injury, so the recovery period wasn't very. Uh, the recovery period wasn't high, but I guess that given the fact that Lingard provides a bit of energy in the midfield and he is a box-to-box when he stayed in the midfield, that gives United options to you know hit uh, Liverpool on the counter-attack. Mm. And Alexis Sanchez also. Is in good form, hmm. and if you bring on Alexis Sanchez here, that means that you have to change the whole formation, which he had to do by the way because of Lingard's injury. So I I could understand why Ole Gunnar brought him, but you know, given the fact that Lingard himself was not fit to play this game, that is hamstring. Yeah, better decision to bring on Alexis Sanchez and try to because anyway they were playing on a counter. Absolutely, just like they were playing under Mourinho. <laughs> this was a Mourinho's performance. Yeah. Just that Mourinho was not on the touchline, and Shlomo uh, Lingard's hamstring popped. So, do you have anything for the listeners on how long the players are going to be out, especially Herrera, Mata, Lingard, and pe- the other guys? So, uh, the uh, latest news is that uh, Rashford will be out for two weeks. Means he will miss the PSG game, which is in France. Okay. Uh, yeah. Matic is out for four weeks. Means even he's he's gone. Herrera is out for four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. Mata is out for three weeks, and Jesse Lingard is out for four weeks. So all your key attacking midfielders uh, and uh, wingers are out for the second leg versus PSG, in which uh, United trail uh, two nil. And you yeah. know, United also have Arsenal coming up, and you know these league fixtures with the top four race, with yeah. the way it's brewing up, they really needed these players. So Supra, do you think these injuries are going to haunt? And uh, you know, hamper United's progress under Ole, and is he finally going to get exposed? Well, if the players are out for the timeline that have been mentioned, then yeah, definitely, because now they face Arsenal in a couple of weeks' time. They also have to go to Paris to you know try to overturn a result, and they're obviously in a race for the top four. So without and the players that they have lost, Rashford, Herrera, Lingard, they have been. you know the pillars of this united side yeah it's because of them that they are in a position that they are right now so i think yes obviously it's going to be a massive loss for them and i could also point out that given the fact uh, united were in used to playing a uh, pressing system pressing game which requires a, a good amount of fitness the uh, system has caught them a big time and mm. that has led to the injuries that they have at the moment so there won't be any dance at the emirates this time around <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> there won't be any dance is karma whatever <laughs> don't united fans to come at me after this but there was one more game on sunday supro and that was arsenal versus sorton arsenal beating southampton 2-0 uh, goals from lacazette and mikitarian do you think we could have scored more arsenal could have scored more and was it a game of two halves did arsenal pull, uh, you know uh, take the uh, st- the step out of the pa- 
the accelerator and did they slow down in the second half well definitely we should have scored more definitely should have scored five to six goals in the first half itself yeah and in the second half i felt that since we played on thursday the fatigue caught us big time and you know at the end we just wanted to protect the lead that we had as in scoring more goals hmm. we did try to score on the counter but uh, southampton defended well and at the moment i really don't care how many score goals we score because you we get need the three get, points we need to get the three points yep. we need to get the results and a clean sheet absolutely yeah. and that reminds me so, guys bernard leno what a show stop what a goal shot stopper the exact word is shot stopper that i'm looking for because southampton could have easily gone ahead when redmond was through and that's what he's known for isn't it uh, in his time at leverkusen and now where he saved us against wolves if you guys remember in november where we it was one of our worst performances under emery yeah, draw, yeah. the 1-1 draw where he saved us especially on the counter when adama traore was uh, killing it at the emirates so arsenal versus southampton so arsenal move back to fourth place united due to a draw are in fifth chelsea's game against brighton was postponed and the news is that manchester city win the first trophy of the season well let's head now to the la liga where the greatest player of all time arguably is, is the word yeah I, I, i'm adding the word arguably <laughs> greatest player of all time just completed his 50th hat trick and slomo of three goals especially a comeback and then putting it on a plate for suarez who was struggling for goals yeah what a performance from lionel messi lighting up the weekends isn't it and what <laughs> so is he the one currently carrying this barcelona team oh yeah definitely so they play uh, leon in 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 a second in france and i think messi is is the linchpin of the current Barcelona team uh, Suarez is out is he's out of form hmm. uh, Dembele is he is he's like a heart uh, heart rate up and down up and down there's not much happening with uh, Dembele their uh, uh, midfield is really really it's it uh, bad performances from uh, uh, Vidal and Kevin Prince uh, uh, Boateng I think except for Clement uh, Linglet in the defense there's no one else playing the way barcelona have been playing for the past two years at least um and i think yeah messi if if a team can stifle out messi in the very first like half an hour something then messi won't have a feel uh, won't have a, a good game for barcelona to pro we've seen six players mark messi do you think uh, you know if you even if you put 11 players is he going to be stopped <laughs> The thing is, uh, it did yes, Messi did score a hat trick. Messi did score a volley, but the thing, uh, the Messi has put in such performance over the years now. Yeah. It is just because the Barcelona don't have any other player that can bail them out at the moment. Suarez yeah. is obviously on a decline. Dembele is performing hot and cold. And in the past, when they had Neymar as well, Messi has put in such performance. It is just, it is because at that time they had three players who can you know actively contribute to Barcelona's success in an equal manner. but right now at this moment barcelona is all about lionel messi if mm. you take out lionel messi from this team there is no way barcelona score score any type of goal so defensively they are poor so uh, and as a result they have been bailed out by lionel messi countless times this season so they can uh, you can use as many players as you want to mark messi he will still find a way to score 
and you know barcelona at the moment they don't realize it but barcelona are in a very precarious situation because hmm. sooner or later messi will leave messi will retire and hmm. and that moment if they cannot replace him they won't be able to replace it that's impossible if they Absolutely. cannot collectively replace him hmm. then i think barcelona's stock will really go down in europe so that was about sevilla barcelona barcelona coming back from a goal time every time to beat sevilla for the final score barcelona 4 sevilla 2 a lionel messi hat trick and a suarez goal which was assisted again by lionel messi so that means that barcelona stay, stand comfortably on top of the la liga atletico madrid won their game against villarreal uh, a 2-0 win and Mad- real madrid had a, an unconvincing 2-1 win against levante where the var was brought into action slomo anything that you would like to share on the var especially the real madrid incident and what happened in the seria a as well yeah so there have been a lot of problems when the monitor isn't working yeah. and the referees have a, the referees make a consult you know their uh, the video assistant and then it happens that the monitor isn't working so then the referee goes by his decision on the field do you think that's going to affect the integrity of the game in the long run and do you think technology has failed um i definitely don't think that uh, technology has failed uh, maybe once uh, like in a 2019 2020 season we'll see more of var being used var is just in his initial stage so we need to give it a little bit time to see how it's how it's being implemented so i i think an unseen effect of var is um we'll be seeing more goals and a lot of more action like uh, red cards in the second half of a game like in the ninth like i think at a time will be a minimum now of 5 to 6 minutes because of var controversies and uh, var decisions so hence there'll be a lot of more action happening uh, 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 towards the end of a game and i think uh, the madrid decision was a bit controversial when they played uh, levante over the weekend hmm. but yeah but yeah. yeah correct you're right you're right and you know with the with the next few seasons coming by i hope there are uh, substantial changes so that such things don't happen i mean if you refer to the video assistant and the monitor isn't working yeah. and then you're just going to stay with the on field decision which means that there's all the chance that there might be some yeah. hint of injustice for the opponent team who's at the end of you know receiving end of that well also let's get on let's get you on to the bundesliga and um, let's get you through a brewing title race to pro where both bayern and dortmund won their games uh, do you think that bayern will win the title now considering the fact that dortmund are just 3 points ahead of them mm. well it depends on the bayern uh, the borussia dortmund fixture which will take place in may i think or i'm sorry it will take place in march when both teams will go head on uh, head on and i think that game will completely decide where this title race will go because uh, dortmund had that three point advantage and they also have an advantage in goal difference uh, because of the goals that they're scoring home they've scored a lot of goals this season at the signal iduna park and even against leverkusen they scored three fantastic goals even uh, even sancho's uh, volley just outside the box terrific goal uh, absolutely fantastic technique the problem with dortmund is that they've conceded a lot of goals and they are conceding in heaps uh, the most of the <laughs> victories have been 3-2 4-2 uh, 2-1 hmm. so that's the issue at the moment even against uh, tottenham they conceded three goals and that tie, that tie was effectively killed off <laughs> so that's the only issue with uh, dortmund at the moment bayern munich obviously on the other hand have a very good defense 
Yeah. They can keep clean sheets. And if anything has to be, you know, a standpoint, a, sta- a standout uh, factor that can decide the strategy, it has to be a defense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's the Bayern, and like you rightly mentioned, the Bayern versus Dortmund game that is on in the first week of April that is oh. going to decide who takes the title and if and only if these if it, if it's a three point gap mm. so a narrow win for bayern against hertha berlin 1-0 and a 3-2 win for dortmund over leverkusen which is their first win in february remind you a first win in february three draws a loss to tottenham and now this so also let's go to the italian league milan on in on fire pure tech on fire roma a close win against frosinone a 95th minute goal from edin jeco debala saving juventus which means that they go 13 points clear of napoli who won four nil against parma and the game of the weekend was fiorentina versus inter which ended 3-3 which also had a war var incident in it controversy in it where inter the penalty was awarded against inter spalletti fuming the inter president going berserk and which again questions the integrity of the var but we are the unofficial var and we promise to not uh, be like this because we bring you all the latest news and a broader perspective well that reminds me there are two big games coming up in the midweek and let's go to the first one where supro will now take us through the Chelsea versus Tottenham game. Supro, Chelsea versus Tottenham, advantage Chelsea, advantage Tottenham. Maurizio Pochettino had a confrontation with Mike Dean, I tell you. So that's a Spurs manager, uh, you know, throwing tantrums at a Spurs fan. <laughs> a breakup, isn't it? Yeah, and I think he got the uh, FA actually I have... What's the one looking for? Fine. Fine, yeah, yeah. And uh, for a well, breach of, uh, you know, regulation, something. Yeah, they're <laughs> fine, Pochettino. Yeah. And as far as the game goes, Tottenham do not have a great record at Stamford Bridge. I think it's, it was only last season where they won at Stamford Bridge after 28 years. And that will obviously play in their minds. But given the recent past, Tottenham have been more uh, dominant in this fixture. They have won four and lost one against Chelsea. And that defeat came this year against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. So the history will definitely play a part in this fixture, but at the moment Tottenham are a better team and are in better form than Chelsea. Although Chelsea will be bo- will be buoyant by the fact that they performed, they put in a really good performance in Absolutely. the finals where they took it to nil nil to the end of extra time, and it was only on penalties that they lost the game. So if they play in a conservative fashion, they can surely defend, and I think they uh, Sari might keep the same approach as Tottenham. You know, give the position to Tottenham and hit, try to hit them on the counter. I think that will take place at Stamford Bridge. So, and Higuain starts, isn't it? Higuain will start. Uh, yeah, maybe or maybe he will keep the same yeah. front three of Hazard, uh, Pedro and Willian because Pedro and Willian offer the work rate that Higuain and Hazard don't. Mm. And at this moment, Chelsea do need players that can offer that sort of work rate. Mm. Uh, Higuain will score the goals, but uh, but in a game against Tottenham, you have to have at least 10 hard-working players and then Hazard can weave his magic because of his teammate of the tenacity that is team export so that's that is an important factor in this game so if you are sari supro and yeah. if you are sari do you bring on higuain and hudson odoi as substitutes yeah, and also think, yeah. does marcus alonso start or does emerson start because he was very good against man city yeah, based on the performance versus manchester city i think emerson should continue 
Emerson also played against Bournemouth and won with one phone. So, <laughs> at the moment, Chelsea do not have good full-backs. I actually, I actually wanted that to come from you because, you know, I am just pretending to be someone who's just watched one game. But then people need to know. I mean, everyone was like, start Emerson. Marcus Alonso has Sari's nudes. He's starting week in, week out. So, that's actually a point that the full-backs is an area where Chelsea need to improve. Yeah. And with the transfer ban coming, I think it is it is in good times for them. Yeah, absolutely. And on the right-hand side, they have Aspilicota and Zappacosta. Aspilicota <laughs> is on a decline. And uh, the manager doesn't prefer Zappacosta at all. So. Because he isn't an undertaker. <laughs> 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 who would just come and change the things Supro is <laughs> so <laughs> Supro did, did you put out a video for the Kepa incident uh, yeah uh, I think so uh, I think the performances was praised performances were praised but um, uh, Kepa was ridiculed and uh, the shirt again the question was of the shirt it was clear that you know because of the wages because of the like you mentioned earlier in the episode that he's the most expensive signing there is a transfer ban so he cannot be shipped out so he played smartly and that's that so w- your predictions for the game guys chelsea versus tottenham uh 2-1 victory for chelsea 2-1 victory for chelsea i think a 2-0 win for spurs 2-0 win for spurs is what slow mo says uh, if chelsea win they go level on points with Arsenal who play Bournemouth. If bon- Arsenal beat Bournemouth in the midweek, then they stay fourth, irrespective of what United do away to Crystal Palace. So that's that. And there's one more big game that's coming up in the week, midweek. And that's the second leg of the Spanish uh, it Cup, Copa del Rey, between Real Madrid and Barcelona. Shlomo, advantage Real, advantage Barca. I, I really can't say it's... Um advantage whom uh, Madrid have the away goal but uh, their last two games have been really really unconvincing uh, a win and a loss they won away to uh, Levante and they lost to uh, Girona. Uh, 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 Girona yeah yeah, and uh, that two at home yeah and uh, Barcelona also on the other hand they have won in February 2019 they have won just one game in five in the month of February so Barcelona also are not on great form, but mm-hmm. in, uh, but I think in in terms of um, technical skills and uh, uh, form in the league, it's Barcelona who have the advantage. They also smashed them five uh, one way back in October. Mm. So that is also distant memory uh, because uh, Solari has come in and with all the f- uh, f- uh, fiascos of Mourinho, Sari, a good manager like uh, uh, Solari has slipped. I think under the radar and it's good he's keeping a low uh, a profile and taking madrid to the next stages in even in europe they had a 2-1 win over ajax in the champions league and, and that was away yeah, yeah. That was, so i think solari is a good manager and given time he might just be able to weave his 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 magic versus barcelona at the bernabeu absolutely yeah. supro what does uh, uh, the absence of Sergio Ramos do to this Real Madrid side who I think will be absent in the Copa del Rey second leg yeah is he suspended for the league game as well or is it only restricted uh, he, he got a red card against Girona which yes. means that he is out for, for the, the El Clasico uh, was it a one game or was it a three game suspension I think a one game a one game so he will be back in the weekend mm-hmm. but what does that what does in general what yeah, does yeah, absence of does affect them because he is their standout defender and without uh, Sergio Ramos marshalling that defence, Real Madrid are a bit susceptible, they are a bit vulnerable. 
but the major factor is that real madrid have that away goal from nu kam yeah. and they'll be looking to you know sit back in mm-hmm. a conservative way just like sari did versus pep and hit them on the counter because they have great players to do that they have benzema who is in form this season they have gareth bale they have vasquez they have asensio then they have then the midfield three of casemiro cruz and Uh, Modric so absolutely definitely they are the players uh, to to get the victory against Barcelona it will and if Real Madrid are, cap- are capable to you know put in a good defensive shift then i'd see them progressing to the next mm-hmm. uh prasad i had a question for you so do you think isco is being frozen out like uh, like mesutozil at arsenal like a same situation like a similar situation um isco on his day is the pl- one player who can drive the midfield you know from the middle to the attack he is one of the best players madrid have what i feel is he's struggling with the injuries and injuries injuries have not been you know in his favor but uh, uh, frozen out i think there are rumors of him joining city in the summer Uh, and that could be he could be a direct replacement for david silva who's in uh, yeah who's aging because pep really needs those players who on the ball and you know who 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 can make a quick transition and isco is clearly that heir to david silva at man city so frozen out maybe i think so be, uh, uh, you know solari is uh, going with the tried and tested way but isco on his day can you know turn a game around he's proven that in the past so that's a, b- a long episode but there's so much to talk we had so much to talk in this episode and there is so much more coming on in the weekend it's a weekend of derbies it's that's weekend in the month of march where you have everything you have the el clasico you have milan lazio you have arsenal versus tottenham in the north london derby you have napoli versus juventus so guys don't go anywhere we will be doing that preview episode on thursday and make sure that you tune in to hub hopper download the hub hopper app and make sure to listen to the unofficial vvr subscribe to us on hub hopper here's your host prasad budkar signing out with supratim and slomo bye bye i hope you enjoyed this hub hopper original podcast If you want to get started with your own show, please do get in touch. We'd love to have you on board. Send an email to info@hubhopper.com. That's info@hubhopper.com and we'll get back to you in a flash. We're looking forward to creating some great audio content together.